And now, live, and by that we mean recorded in advance, from Gut Check World Headquarters in the capital city of a boxing glove-shaped state, and Gut Check South Command in Jackson, Mississippi, uh, Tennessee, Jackson, Tennessee, it's the Gut Check Podcast with your hosts, Ted Clark and Zach Bartles. Hey, welcome to the Gut Check Podcast. I'm Ted Cluck. Uh, I think joined by Zachary Bartles. Uh, <laughs> Hold on. Zach, are you there? I'm here. I'm here, man. I'm all in. Okay. I'm all here. You know what I you know what I love about our program? I mean, there's so many things. And uh and let me just say, uh to all to all of our fans and listeners, you 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 shot me recently the uh like listener statistics. Um, I did, yeah. Yeah, like the number of people that uh, that like go to the page and that that listen to the program each week, um, dude, I was blown away. So if you're a listener to this program, uh, why? That's our question. You know, yeah, well, well, why? <laughs> but also, thank you. So right, right, two yeah. things: why and thank you. Uh, but but no, we really do appreciate you uh, tuning in uh, and and making us a part of your life each uh, each and every week. But uh, but Zach, the other thing that I love about this program is just the smooth. Uh, nature of the technology. The computers that are cutting edge and brand new and never lock up. Yes, computers that are cutting edge that, that, that never lock up. I mean, it's like, uh, what would I equate it to in here? What does it look like? It's like one of those... It's beyond NASA. Dude, it's it's Silicon Valley in here is what it is, man. Amen, amen. I mean, brand new, just amazing technology, like nerdy little kids walking around making sure everything's perfect for us. Couches, uh, space-aged like- couches. Space Age couches, us like like playing darts because it's a laid back office environment. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm wearing and plastic like, pants. It's the way of the future. And those walls that you can write on. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you and I are just walking around like casting a vision with our with our whiteboard markers. Are we going to follow the church vision casting or the uh, corporate vision casting? Oh, wait, it's the same thing. Never mind. It's exactly the yeah, same. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Baby, we're a hundred percent corporate. And you know why I say that? Baby, before we get into uh, what we have to talk about this week, let's uh, let's talk about our new sponsor. Um, we, have, <laughs> we have a new. Uh, why, why are you laughing? Why is that funny? I'm laughing because it's been such a crazy ride, Ted. It's been uh, it's been incredible. It's been an incredible uh, relationship <laughs> with Olive Tree, and it's it's been rocky. You know, it's been like one of those high school romances that's that's on again, off again because it's reconciliation, Zach. You know what I mean? United it's united. Huh? I was singing "Reunited" by somebody. Can you do more Her. of that? Can you sing, can you sing more more uh, lines of that, please? No, I'm afraid we'd get sued, man. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. We've been down that road before. <laughs> we've we've been sued several times now. We've been down. Yeah, you know, you know what? You're not a media mogul unless you've been sued a few times, right? <laughs> have we been have we been sued? Oh, by, sue uh, everybody! Sue everybody! Have we been sued by Exit Fifty Nine yet? Any now we're gonna get sued by the Jerky Boys. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, you're right. Saul Rosenberg is going to call us, but uh, but finally, Olive Tree uh, and Gutshack have come together as corporate in- entities, as companies, and uh, and Olive Tree will be our sponsor for the next couple of months, baby. And I, and I have to tell you, like uh, as with Guru, um, we had a business deal with Guru, but really we were we were huge fans of the product and we use the product, and uh, and it's no different with Olive Tree. So we both have uh, Olive Tree apps on our phones. We're both enjoying. Uh, everything that that has to offer. I'm doing the uh, the McShane's read through the Bible in a year uh, on my app, and it's uh, it's fantastic, man. So I love uh, I love Olive Tree and and the kind of stuff that they're throwing at us. So uh, if you have an opportunity, go and check them out. Uh, is it OliveTreeBible.com? I should know. Just this. just OliveTree.com. And you okay. know what what strikes me about this, Ted, is that, that 
it's yet another like confirmation that being kind of like jerky and passive aggressive that's right quote unquote on the air meaning while talking into an old <laughs> laptop that barely functions yeah pays dividends i mean like this is like the fifth time um you know there's cigars raining on us there's bag phones there's stinking yeah. uh energy drinks and and now uh bible software it's astonishing and and really that jerky passive aggressive posture is is really going to contradict everything that we read in the actual bible via right. our olive tree <laughs> app so maybe we'll maybe it will fix us and we won't be like this anymore it may fix us but, but we won't get any free stuff anymore <laughs> right. is the thing, you know but but that'll be okay we'll be getting much much more so this is probably the only time where somebody was like hey i hacked in <laughs> that's right to this company and then they gave me free product only the probably the reason why is because uh, instead of hacking in, I actually just uh, went in the Wayback Machine and downloaded stuff that was free to begin with. It, but it, let's not, you know, let's let's keep the the legend alive. Let's keep the legend alive, and and let's acknowledge that it never even worked that well in like '80s hacking movies. You know, right? Right. It usually ended with like, uh, you know, you're down on the floor. Under, like below the line of the window, you know, amidst yeah. all of the empty coffee cups, as, as, the, as like red and blue lights shined in from outside. That's it, man. Yeah, it, ne it never worked out this cleanly where the company that you were hacking just ended up giving you a bunch of stuff and sponsoring <laughs> your, your podcast. So, you know, good on us for uh, improving on that 80s movie narrative. But speaking of narratives, baby, uh, we have a little narrative to finish. We have our... Uh, our <laughs> Baby, um, any any updates on any of our Taylor University stuff from the last couple apps, man? That was uh, Ruddy has been tweeting about it like mad, like a mad. Okay, get on Twitter, Ted. Okay. Here's the thing, and and I'm gonna and I'm gonna uh, send this over to my friends at the Happy Rant as okay. well. I think that we need like one of these tweet campaigns. Okay. You know, like these bogus things that, like, my dad said, you know, he'll buy my medicine if I get sixteen thousand likes on Facebook or whatever. Um, what medicine? You need medicine? No, oh. I, that was an example. Oh, okay. Like a child example. with a sign that says oh, that. Oh, yeah. Um, or like he'll stop smoking in the car with me in the car if I get oh, 400,000 right. likes, uh, right. which means he's a sociopath. Um, <laughs> I want to get something that's like Ted says he'll get on Twitter if we get, you know, uh, we got to set the bar low here. Um, <laughs> 500 people or how about 500 tweets with the hashtag? Uh, what would be the hashtag for getting you on Twitter? What's something clever? I don't know, man. See, I, because I don't move in these circles, I don't know. I, I don't even know what a clever hashtag would look like. How about get Ted on Twitter? How about the, how about that? How about get Ted on Twitter? <laughs> but what if, what if there's another Ted and it confuses the issue? You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I I don't think there is. I think all the other Teds are on Twitter. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna stop being negative here, man. I'm slowing the thing down. Get Ted on Twitter. That's a hashtag. <laughs> yeah, get behind it. Don't get in front of it. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> Is that I a Twitter that thing? Is that, is that like a business term? Now that we're business moguls. It is now. But baby, I got distracted because you were saying that Ruddy was saying some things about our last couple apps <laughs> yeah. on, uh, on Twitter. I think if, I mean, you can get on Twitter with the gut check pod. Just, just look at those. Yeah. Which um, I do once in a while. I do that once in a while. They're, they're, they're a little troubling and they involve Umbros. That's all I'm going to say. They're troubling and they involve Umbros. <laughs> yes. Really? Wow. Yeah. And there's pictures. It's pictorial. Oh, is there a picture of, of Ruddy and Umbros? I don't, I don't know who it is, man, but, uh, yeah, check that out for sure. Wow. Contest is, is Twitter, it... Rud, Ruddy. Oh, no, no, Rud, Ruddy, Ruddy, dude, you didn't leave any five-star reviews and get, and win a contest. Scott oh, McLean, God. and who else did that? Kev Jill Foley. Kev Jill. 
Maybe. Dude, Reddy, Reddy's too busy uh, tweeting about Umbros, man. He needs to focus up here. <laughs> right? Get your head oh, in the man. game, Ruddy. Get your head off the Umbros and, and, and back in the game. Are Umbros still a thing? Is that a is that a brand that people wear? Did that go, you know, the way of, uh, I don't know, like Reebok pumps and other things from the 90s? Googling it now. Umbros. Uh, Umbro Sportswear. Umbro.com. It looks like they're international. They've got different sites for different countries. Mm. I'm going to look too. They look exactly the same. They have like the multicolored ugly shorts, like one leg is one color and the other half is the other. Oh, I see. They look like they're doing a lot of kind of like your team, your team yeah, uniform like type uniforms. thing. Yeah. yeah. That's where all they right. belonged all along. That's where they belonged, you know? Well, baby, I have, um, believe it or not, I have another energy drink to review. Really? Dude, you're yeah. killing it. Dude, I know. I just, I, I'm feeling, I'm feeling all hipster about our podcast, man. Like, I want to get back to the old stuff, you know? I want to get back to the stuff that got us here. Dude, in July when we're together, I think we should record like four and yeah. I'll make sure that we have four different energy drinks that you yeah. and I can review together. Dude, we should uh, we should record like an ungodly amount of content when yeah. we're together. We should just keep the thing running the entire time we're together. <laughs> and then and then like a third of the time will just be me like punching my computer and freaking out like a like a little boy. Yeah, and a, th- a third of the time we'll be us going, is is it is it recording? Is it doing it? Can you hear me? You know what? Now that you mention that, I want to just quick check. The clock is it's it's going okay okay right. it skipped right. forty eight it went right from forty seven to forty nine but I, I'll take that as you know it's still going. So, dude, let me ask you this, man: Have you ever had these uh, these monster juice uh, varieties? No, no. Okay, it, it, it's a monster can, and it's and it's called juice. Juice is like the subtitle, and okay. then below that, the sub subtitle is energy <laughs> plus juice. Okay, and then the can itself is kind of. I don't know what the I don't know what the term is like knurled like there's a little like texture to the can itself. Do you know what I'm saying? Is it like the kind of corrugated steel type feel? Because I've seen those. It's it, it is like it's raised and like pebbly, but it's not corrugated steel. It's almost okay. like skin. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the skin of an animal. You know? Okay. Or of a monster of some sort, yeah. The skin of a monster, exactly. Good. You're tracking monster and, skin juice. Mm. Monster skin juice and. Uh, <laughs> And the title of this one is Chaos, but with a K. Oh, I have had Chaos. We, we've reviewed Chaos, I think, dude. We've reviewed Chaos? I think it's possible. Um, I, I wouldn't swear to it because there was a while there. It was just a blur of just cocaine and energy drinks and, and, oh, and podcast dude, I know, reviews. Oh, like dude, the 80s. It was the 80s of our podcast. <laughs> you know? And by and by ca- cocaine, I mean um, me yelling at my computer and energy drinks and, and a little blue box. Dude, and, and, and us buying like bad 80s art, like the the black, like picture of the the woman with like half her face obscured with a big hat you know what i mean yes i forgot about those dude <laughs> those we've talked worst. about that before too dude, we i, I, I knew the guy's name but now i don't probably what does that the, say probably talked about it in the same app where i already uh reviewed chaos dude no what here this is something interesting though because you review it again yeah. and then i'm going to try and dip back into the archives and find where it was before and i want to know if maybe like your tastes have changed oh interesting you've grown as an energy drink consumer I've grown, like my palate has changed yeah you know yeah it, it's possible well I'll, okay let's get into this let's get into the flavor of it because uh i i actually really like the taste of this um it's Monster Chaos Juice. Now, Ted, let, let me just pause here and, and give you a little show note, all right? Okay. My favorite part about reviewing them was hearing the can open and, yeah. and the kind of palpable excitement. And the last couple that you've done solo over there, there's been no, you've already been drinking it, you know? 
you know, full disclosure, it's because it, yeah, it's because I opened it and I wanted to drink it and I was thirsty before the program started. So, or, you, or, or it could have been any time in the like twenty one minutes between when we were supposed to start and when That's it right. actually began. Yeah, I actually got a little tired. I began to drag. <laughs> took a little nap. I, be, I took a little nap. And I was a little groggy when I woke up, and we were still trying to get the technology working. So, all right. So you know, it is what it is, as they say. They being idiots. Yeah. Um, and so what? What? Uh, what do you think, man? Give me. Give me kind of uh, flesh it out for me dude it's 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 like orange gatorade with a little like fizz to it you know what okay. i mean and um yeah i like it man i'm i'm a fan of this uh this chaos juice and i i don't <laughs> like to go with you know i don't like to be like big big market guy big budget guy i feel like it's like um i don't know it's akin to like you know raving about a jerry bruckheimer movie to like a monster product this much but uh <laughs> but I, I i do enjoy it um, and this this was bottled under the authority of of Monster, so lest there be any confusion. But I feel like Monster always does a great job with the copy. Can I lay the copy on you? Yeah, your... let's hear it. And by great job, you mean terrible job. Yes, I mean awful, awful, funny job. So here we go. <laughs> Our pro athletes are always looking for an edge. First of all, I want to know who their pro athletes are. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I I think that... <laughs> Dude, I have such a sense of deja vu about this. I yeah. think I've heard this copy before. You probably have. You've probably heard the copy. You've heard my commentary on it. Dude, I feel like that, that episode, which you won't know because you don't watch this show, of How I Met Your Mother, when after like eight years of dating in New York City, these uh, two people realize they've been on exactly that date before and they didn't even recognize each other. Oh, nice. How nice. long have we been doing this, man? 55 Maybe. episodes. We've been doing this for years. Yeah, you know? <laughs> since the 80s, apparently. The, the... We've been doing this since the 80s, since the coke-fueled decadent 80s. Keep, keep reading. Keep reading. This is such a fascinating experiment. All right. I want to know who these pro athletes are, for one thing. Like, like there's guys sitting around, like, NFL locker rooms going, you know what? Hey, hey, J.J. Watt, I'm looking for an edge. And the guy's like, oh, me too. You know, how about Monster Chaos Juice? I think uh, if it was guys we'd recognize, they would tell us who they are. I think it's like yeah. professional hacky sackers. Yeah. Uh, you know, there is such a thing as professional vape. No, 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 no. Scratch that. Not professional. Competitive vaping. No, dude. That's a thing. Look that up on YouTube. Competitive um, vaping. Compet- they stand back to back and they vape into the air. Uh, and it's a, like got all sorts of people with really tiny <laughs> little scummy mustaches really excited. Yeah, yeah. Dude, speaking of of that kind of person, and and which ties into the monster thing too. But uh, remember that smoke shop we used to go to, where like the back third of it was like a really nice humidor and a and a seating area, but the front two thirds was this gross like vape shop. Dude, that place is that, that's like ninety percent of of like chain smoke shops now they're all like yeah like bong stores and and like vaping and like like you walk in and you smell that crap yeah. and then you know what when i buy cigars at my local smoke shop and it's and it's another location of that same of that same yeah. chain yeah. who i won't honor by by speaking their name exactly it i swear when i pull the cigars out mm-hmm. they still have a little of that stink on them oh that's terrible from like the you know cinnamon flavored like they talk about horrible for you like i mean i think if yeah. you smoked three packs a day you'd be better off than that yeah i don't know man i don't know anything about the the health it gives you a thing called popcorn lung oh that sounds awful 
Yeah, it's the same stuff these guys get in, like, factories when they were, like, making popcorn all day and they kept breathing in, like, like the microwave popcorn type stuff. Yeah. They breathe in the fumes. Oh, no. And it, like, just destroyed them. It's, like, worse than TB. You popcorn guys would get that. Popcorn, <laughs> like, guys that made the popcorn. Yeah, yeah. Like Orville Redenbacher. Like or- yeah, that's how he went down, man. Dude, and, and what I heard about popcorn lung is that the lung actually inflates like a bag of microwave popcorn. <laughs> You know what I mean? Now, I, I feel bad for anyone who really has it, but the thing that you just said is funny, and so I kind of <laughs> want to laugh at it. Go ahead and laugh at it. I don't think any of our <laughs> listeners have popcorn. Yeah. Well, I hope if you do, our, we'll pray for you and our, our – uh... oh, you want to hear something, man? Yeah, I do. Um, I was on – and I'm, I'm going to talk about this a little bit in a minute, but I was okay. on a, a different podcast uh, yesterday. Yeah, okay. How'd that go? It went great, but yeah. when we recorded it uh, – What's they, this other podcast? What, don't say the name of it, but what's it like? Like, what's the vibe? It's what's called the, These Go to Eleven, and it's like uh, a pastor and maybe like another pastor, and they're just like talk about stuff. Yeah. Um, but but they prayed at the beginning of it. He's On like, all air, right, we'll start in just a second, but let's pray. And I was like, oh, my God. It was off air. Off air. But okay. I thought, man, we're horrible people. Um, Ted and I haven't, you know, ever like blessed our podcast together. Well, in the... In the... <laughs> I think it shows. Yeah, I think it shows. I was just going to say, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to make that connection. But, you know, now that you mention it, (laughs) I think maybe it shows. Well, that's a question, though. I mean, is here's the thing. Like, if you can't. I want to suss this out, man. Yeah, yeah. You you say your piece about it. And then and then I want to say something, too. I was going to say, if you can't pray for God to bless something, you shouldn't be doing it. But are there things that like you do? That, that you don't, I mean, that aren't worthy of, like, bring, like, like if I'm just going to sit down with you and and have a cigar. Like, if we're going to have a yeah. meal, one of us is going to pray. Dude, right. We pray. We, we eat the family together. I mean, we have a meal. We pray. Yeah, yeah. or just you and I out to, for a steak. Yeah. We, always, yeah. we always would pray. Absolutely. Um, and, and yet, I think that if you're just going to, like, sit there for a minute and, and uh, have a cigar or, or, or for crying out loud, run to Best Buy and try and find a copy of Rocky Four. there are certain things that... Which we've done. You could pray for God to bless. And in that case, we should have because it was... Yeah, it was, in that case, clearly, like, you know, Satan was at work that yeah. night because we couldn't find a copy of Rocky Four. Drago. El Drago. Drago. <laughs> A.K.A. Satan. But uh, I think... Don't you think there are things that, like... I think of that SNL sketch where Phil Hartman was Jesus... And okay. he he came to this lady's house to tell her that she was just like, she was just talking to him a little too much. Yeah. And, and of course, that's not biblical. Pray without ceasing, et cetera. But, yeah. but like, I don't know. And, 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 and this guy was totally sincere. And I don't, I don't, you know, think that there was any, anything wrong with that at all. And it just made me feel kind of right. like a, a spiritual midget. But I don't know. What, what, yeah. what do you, what is your sausage, man? Suss me. Well, dude, I mean, obviously, I think there are things like this that, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't feel real. Like compelled to uh, to to pray before this. I don't know. It, it's and and it probably makes me a horrible person to to say that it's never really occurred to me. You know what I mean? Me neither. Me neither. Like I don't feel like we're doing huge like earth shaking work here. You know, like sometimes I'll pray. You know, usually I pray in my office before my classes, or I'll pray sometimes even with the class at, at some point if we're I don't know about to do something kind of serious or, or take a big exam or whatever. But but yeah, I I, I look at this. To me, dude, and and again, maybe this is an indictment of us, but to me, this is like gravy. This is entirely fun. This is like, um, 
I don't know. It's a it's a thing that I do 100 percent for fun. And, you know? and sometimes before a fun thing, you pray like if you could get hurt or something, you pray well, that yeah. it will be safe. Yeah. yeah, I almost feel like if we prayed before we hit record, we I would feel obligated to like make it into like a, a spiritual thing, like like kind of equivalent with my ministry or something. We'd be trying to like add points of application and and like, well, here's here's how here's how I think Christianly about. Monster chaos juice. No, I don't want to. I don't want to kind of equivocate your other podcast with like the bloggers who say you know how how reformed people should think about stuff. But yeah. honestly, there are application points and a lot more discussion of of specific theological one. issues on that. Do you guys sure. do you guys have a word of prayer before you start? You didn't the time uh, I was on. No, we never do. We never hmm. do. Yeah, and and yeah, dude. I don't know. It, it, and, and again, I don't want to dismiss this because I, I think it's a. I mean, it's a fine issue to raise, but on the other hand, yeah, no, I, I don't know. <laughs> on this podcast and on the other on the other podcast, and I, I would dare say that the reason people like these programs is that it's just it's just guys talking. You know what I mean? It's just guys who like each other talking. You know? Yeah, it's it's a conversation. It's it, yeah, and and if you and if you. Uh... Try and and make it a, a kind of quasi like parachurch thing, then yeah. just guys talking is gonna it's not gonna do it. You know, it's not it's not That's gonna right. meet the it's not gonna fit the bill anymore. That's right. That's right. Huh. What a fascinating thing to discuss, though, dude. It is. It's kind of interesting, isn't it? I mean, just the yeah, the whole the whole well, and and dude, I, I'll be honest. Like, I've known people. Um, I'm not gonna say who. I'm not gonna say names but there there are people who i think over spiritualize trivial things to uh to I'll, I'll use the word annoying but i i think even to kind of a strange sacrilegious degree or hmm. a self-justifying degree you know what i'm saying like i'm doing this thing i'm clearly doing it just for kicks for my own enjoyment or my own pleasure, but I, I feel the need to spiritualize it. So I feel the need to say that, you know, I'm playing 36 holes of golf a day, but the way I justify it is to say that I, I pray with the guys that I play with before we tee off. Right, and I'm engaging the green. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, right, you know, and, and it's like, no, dude, you're just playing a ton of golf, you know? Right. For yeah, whatever and, reason, and at some you're point, playing a ton if... of golf. And if you and if you spiritualize it, then it becomes you know like a, a notch on your belt rather than yeah. something you need to keep an eye on that you don't do it too much and right. it you know right. takes over your life and you don't do the things you really ought to. That's it, man. That's it. And you know what? Enjoy your golf. And for me, enjoy the podcast. I enjoy this. Um, you know th- those few times where we've talked about things, or I felt like my conscience pricked a little bit about something that we said, or maybe I'll, and maybe I'll text you later and be like, dude, cut that out, or. You know, whatever. So I feel like there's a spiritual, there's a sense in which, you know, you and I care about each other's souls. But at the at the same time, like, this is not a heavy thing. This is not a... Right. Well, no, I, I, you and I care about each other's souls, but we don't record that. Right. You know, if one of us is struggling or failed at something, we're not like, oh, you know, yeah, crank yeah, up hey, the computer and then we'll, yell at it for we'll 25 take, minutes till it know? starts working. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you know, I I, I think that we're on the exact same page. And, and you know, like... Well, anyway, this all somehow <laughs> was was uh, birthed out of the the uh, deja vu of the the monster chaos. Uh, do you have more to throw at us uh, on that tip? Just what a gift that monster's given us, you know. You know what? Let's take a moment to thank the Lord for 
<laughs> for this gross chemical that I've just put into my body. Which, of course, is a satanic drink if you believe that crazy lady that we, uh, we yeah, put on. Yeah, it's a satanic drink. It'll probably give me, like, popcorn lung. <laughs> popcorn belly. Popcorn. My, my belly's going to swell up like a bag of microwave popcorn. <laughs> Judas. <laughs> Baby, what else we got today? You said uh, very, very cryptically in your text that you had a um, that you had a piece of audio for me. Yeah, and it's from it's uh, it's a little gift from that other podcast, which is always nice, you know, when there's okay. there's kind of uh, camaraderie amongst uh, the kind of semi snarky reformedish uh, podcasts. That's right, man. We we don't we don't wish ill on them, even though they're the competition. You know, right? There's there's no way that we've we've spread vicious vicious rumors about them on Twitter That's under right. assumed names. That's right, That's Stephen right. L. Trogi. Um, so. Go ahead and pop that open once, man. I want, I want to hear you hear it. Okay. No, there, there is a gag to this. Like, there's a background to it. Okay. But I think you'll be able to figure it out very quickly, and it would be uh, condescending to explain it. Okay, so this is um, it's just, this is a YouTube video. It says, episode Zach Bartles writing um, June 6, 2016, 827 p.m. Um, the guy's page is a guy named Greg Dutcher. Um, you want me to just roll it here from the Dutchy. top? Huh? Ooh, Dutchy. Oh, Dutchy. Yeah, yeah, Dutchy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, roll it, man. Okay. So I'm rolling it, and we'll... we'll... I, I have. Uh, yeah, I'm, all right. I'm familiar with his work. Yes, <laughs> his body of work. <laughs> well, um, he's got some... Uh, he's left us a voicemail, and with no further ado... Yep, here it is. Friends, it's the Reverend James King. Of the James King, King James, Bible-believing, teaching, preaching. So this is James King. This is a persona that this other podcast has created. Yeah, and, and he calls in and he just berates all of their guests. And this at, is him ostensibly length. on the phone, and he's about to berate you. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to roll it. She said, I know it's been some time since I've called into this outhouse posing as a podcast. <laughs> uh, but that's just because I've been on the front lines doing the Lord's work. Mm. That's right, friends. I've got so many little Mexican children at that downtown mission. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Out on the streets, handing out brochures, urging people to vote for God's favorite warrior, <laughs> Donald Jonathan Trump. <laughs> oh he- Jonathan, is that really his middle name, Trump? I guess so. Jonathan Trump. <laughs> that's, such, that's such a little kid thing, you know? <laughs> Jonathan, like, you get in Jonathan, here and stop talking. Jonathan, you get in here with your orange skin. <laughs> And your billions of dollars, you get in here right now. <laughs> get your billions of dollars back in here. Oh, man. And be quiet. All right, I'm going to keep rolling this, baby, okay? You see, we, we tell those south of the border little rugrats that if they proudly wear T-shirts that say, I can't wait to build the wall, <laughs> then the Lord Jesus might be proud of them and one day maybe even take them to heaven. <laughs> so, so, so needless to say, friends, I've... Uh, I've not had much time to check in on these debaucherous fools on this anti-God cast lately, but I could not keep silent today. That's right. See, see every time I think these two losers couldn't sink any lower, they, 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 they find a new uh, a subterranean level in their fly-incested cesspool and invite some absolute <laughs> fool on to promote his uh, devil-worshipping agenda. <laughs> That's right, friends. They've, they've invited a man Ooh. on today who makes Judas Iscariot look like the hero of the New Testament. <laughs> His name is Zachary Bartles. Remember that name, friends. See, he's part of an equally vile anti-God <laughs> cast to these nincompoops over at the These Go to Hell podcast. <laughs> 
Now this this one's is called a gut check. Mm. And friends, as far as I'm concerned, it should be called gut punch. <laughs> because that's what it'll do to the unsuspecting Christian. Imagine who, if you knew he didn't pray beforehand. They yeah. might get some godly wisdom from this program. Friends, all you'll get is a satanic karate chop right into your spiritual solar plexus. <laughs> this must be from my <laughs> now, I'm, I'm going to get to this uh, heretic. Uh, Zachary, I beg for whiskey at the bar town. <laughs> well, see, he has a partner on his gut punch podcast who's as vile as the day Here is long. And I kid you not, friends, his name says it all. His name, and friends, I'm not even making this up. His name is Ted Cluck. That's right. He, he proudly bears the last name that's the sound of a chicken squawk. I bet you never heard well, that one. No, never, man. This Cluck, James Cluck. King, very clever. And I knew that you've listed in your in your biography that you were you were once a, a professional wrestler. Friends, does it surprise you one bit that a man named Cluck, who's as yellow bellied a pansy as any ninety eight pound weakling has ever been? <laughs> Would happily put on tight stretch. Apologies to any ninety-eight pound weaklings listening. Also in tight stretching pants. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's enough on that fool, friends. This other reject who's on the anti-god cast today, Mister Quackery Bartle. He, he fancies himself some kind of an author. Friends, he wouldn't know who a real godly author is. If Hal Lindsey or Jack Chick showed up and bit him right in the shin, <laughs> friends, see, you 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 can tell what kind of a what kind of a man this fool is by the titles of his demonic books. Friends, he has one called Playing Saint. Playing Saint. He doesn't even make an attempt to hide his phony status as a Bible believing Christian. <laughs> and then he has a, another novel, friends. It's called The Last Con. Uh, new friends, this book has uh, one use, and that's to keep under your bathroom sink the next time you run out of Charmin or Angel Sauce. <laughs> but it is all right. That's tight. the brunt of it. You you can hear oh, the rest of it later. Let's get back to us talking. James seven. King, man, uh, eloquent, uh, eloquent gentleman. You know, man of the cloth. <laughs> Somebody thought that was real when I posted it on my author page. That's it. So that's I had to add a little. A little asterisk. That's tough. That's a harsh rebuke from uh, from Jimmy King. <laughs> We're gonna have to think about that one, man. Long and hard. You know what? Well, well, that'll be the whole next episode. Absolutely. Just, yeah. Thanks. Now I'm making fun of praying, and I don't mean to because you know I'm a minister and I and I pray an awful lot. No, exactly. But we're ma- what, what we're making fun of, I think, is like the trivialization of it. You know what I'm saying? That's a good way to put it. That makes us not look bad. Yeah, I like that. I'm gonna run with that. I like things that make us not look bad. <laughs> Dude, speaking of things that could potentially make us look bad. And speaking of this whole like kind of retro ethos and getting back to the roots of the program and and all of that, I may or may not have fired up the randomizer. Remember this? Yeah, conceit? I do indeed. Thing that we've been doing. Yeah, the um, last time we did this was was the beautiful baby baby episode. The beautiful baby baby episode. That's right. I know that we've got the randomizer, but maybe I should get out my brand new smartphone and just search for one. There you go. Eh? Eh? Yeah. I tell you what, man, I'm actually really loving this thing quite a bit. Oh, I bet, man. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. Let me tell you this while I search. I still enter all of my contacts and all of my schedule. Uh-huh. You got to have your schedule on the palm. Oh, yeah. And then it, my palm syncs via like four different, uh, you know, turns and, and systems and services into my phone. Nice. So 
you know, it's it's not a selling out. It's kind of a it's a selling up. It's a, it's a selling, selling up. up. Uh, I'm still trying to type in Rachel. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Now, so you say you looked through some and they and they actually made you angry? Yeah, which is shocking. You know, I mean, it's hard, it's hard to believe. <laughs> Dude, she's going after John Piper right now. What? She's going after John Piper for suggesting that, like, when natural disasters and things happen, that it might, you know, it might be a good time to, like, take inventory of your life and think about repentance and, you know, because that's bad advice. I've got one. I've got one. Okay. And then maybe uh, the, the randomizer would choose one and you could read it because I know that we've got that mounted on, on the wall of your uh, Rhett Butler-esque uh, kind of office there. We do. Uh, here's the one that I just found myself. Okay. Why don't, why don't you read it? Why don't you fire up your randomizer and, uh, and, and we do this, okay? Here we go. Here we go. Piper, colon, quote, Every deadly calamity is a call to repent. In parentheses, I'm not attacking straw men. This is what he believes. You know who else believes? Oh, wait. No, no, no. Don't, don't respond. Don't respond. Don't respond. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't. I'm out of practice, man. Baby, I know you're out of practice. So, again, if, if you haven't been a longtime listener to the program, um, the conceit here is that we, uh, we fire up some machinery, being that this is kind of a Silicon Valley environment. Um, we have a very clean, modern, designed uh, machine that we call the randomizer. And we fire up the randomizer. It picks at random uh, it's steam powered. Uh, yeah, steam powered. Um, so it's clean. It's uh, it's green, <laughs> if you will. So everything that's released into the air when we run the random, it's just steam. So <laughs> nothing's being damaged. Nothing in the environment's being damaged by the randomizer. The only byproduct is hot air. Yeah. Oh, so we fire up the randomizer. It picks at random a Rachel Held Evans tweet. One of the two of us reads it. We've had celebrity readers in the past. Chris Walken has read a few of these for us. Um, so the randomizer picks a tweet. We read it. And then the rule is we cannot respond in any way. So I, 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 like, I like your reading, Zach, but I'm a little disappointed in the way that you responded. Just, I'm just saying. I, I apologize. And like I said, it's just, I'm, a little out of, I'm a little rusty. And uh, I almost started talking about how the scriptures also, you know, support the thing that that Pastor Piper said. And then I was like, wait, no, I shouldn't say that because yeah, because that would be breaking the rule. Yeah, yeah. yeah. However, you are a pastor, and you have a you have a particular uh, compunction to, um, you know, truthfully kind of talk about the scriptures when uh, when when the the need arises. So I I think for now we can waive, um, we can waive that rule. You know what? Uh, why don't I fire up uh, my? I've got a new a new thing on my. It's it's a new. It's not it's not a physical machine. It's okay. actually an app on my new smartphone. Oh wow! Which randomly generates uh, Brian McLaren tweets. Okay. Of course, you and I dedicated our first uh, co-written book, Gut Check's yeah. first ever book, to uh, Brian McLaren. So is is your app? Is it called like the two thousand six app? Is it, is it... <laughs> it's it's a throwback app. It's actually on my Palm Pilot. Actually, Dude, what do you think disclosure. Brian McLaren's doing like right now? Uh, probably leading workshops from my denomination, partially being paid for it by money I put in the collection plate. But you know, that's, <laughs> maybe that's sad and dark. Uh, that went dark real yeah, fast. That, well, it went dark because there's some truth to all of that dark humor. Mm. Um, all right, here's 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 the one that it. Hold on, let me let me hit hit play here. Okay. Oddly, even though it's on a, a, a digital device, it still takes a while and makes a lot of beeps and blorps. Hey, you know what? So, that's that's what randomizers do. I'm fine with that. Okay, and I've got one now. Okay. Uh, and this is uh, at Brian McLaren. Okay. 
And it says, Is there any part of Christianity that I can continue to embrace? I respond to this important question here. And then there's a link. Judas Priest, dude. So there's actually, this is some question. Um, if there's any part of Christianity uh, that, that uh, I almost said Reverend McLaren, I doubt that's, it might maybe somewhere, <laughs> somehow, that uh, Professor McLaren, uh, I'm sorry, I just threw him in your category instead of mine. Yeah, no, I don't want him either. <laughs> what, what category can we throw him in in which neither of us claim him? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I just I just tied him to my denomination and then to your profession, so I think we're... Oh, by the way, after you read the tweet, when I said Judas Priest and was like audibly shaking my head and rolling my eyes, uh-huh. it was at something else. Oh, right. Place. Yeah, you weren't responding. I was yeah, responding. No, no, I was looking out the I didn't the think window. for a minute you were. There was something else crazy and like heretical and sad happening like outside <laughs> my window. <laughs> there was some other indicator of the coming apocalypse nearby. That's, that's it. Yeah, I, I was, I was, yeah, I was responding to that. Dude. And then when I clicked over to the article, and the thing is like sticking like four pages long. Always <laughs> concise. Always right to the point. Oh man, baby, don't read it. Close it. Oh, I'm close. I've closed. I've closed it. You know, let's retire the randomizer for now. I always think I want to do it, and then I, and then I get into it, and I don't want to do it anymore. You know what the most rewarding one was recently? What it was the uh, the island princess. Island Princess. That was the randomizer when we when we uh, reprogrammed it to search for a uh, Michael Hyatt tweet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> it was like, look at my home for the next three days. And that was, it was so. Uh, that was so Chaz Marriott. That it was, was perfect. It was beautiful. And then and then we just tweeted that exactly verbatim as Chaz's like tweet of the day. I love it, baby. By the way, I feel like speaking of Chaz, this is a good time to promo some things that we've written. We haven't yeah. we haven't done a lot of that lately. Yes, you know what? It's a little. It's time for some for, for some we time. Yeah, you know we need I mean. to do some business here as uh, as Gut Check Press because we are first and foremost a publishing company. Uh, even though we've we've gotten heavy into the radio business, uh, <laughs> even though ninety four percent of the people linking to our website are just listening to the podcast. <laughs> hey, you know what? We're glad they're on board. Yeah, the Gut Check Army, but what they need to do is buy some books, right? Yeah, that's so how you rise to the ranks. Our newest book um, that's actually on shelves now is the Gut Check Guide to Publishing. So if you are a writer, uh, if you're an editor, if you just want to be a writer and you want to make all your publishing dreams come true and definitely get published and definitely make millions in the writing business, <laughs> um, you, need, you need to get the Gut Check Guide to Publishing uh, available on Amazon.com. Uh, blurbed by our very own Chaz Marriott, the first uh, gut check writer that we signed. Actually, the second. I was going to say who wasn't uh, either you or I, but my my lovely lady did a did a cookbook with gut check. Saucy B, the saucy broad. Um, but Chaz is one of our favorite people in the industry to work with. Uh, just a fount of marketing knowledge and positivity. Uh, Chaz tweets many times a day about marketing and marketing issues. And um, you can find him at Chaz Marriott. You can get the book called Mega, Get Noticed All the Time for Everything. It's a book about platform building, Zach, which really is um, the backbone of the writing industry. People think that it's about words. People think that it's about beautiful sentences and stories and characters. It's really not. Um, it's really just about how many people you can get to follow you. And, and Chaz really was. Yeah. And if you don't believe us, just, I mean, go to any writing conference and yeah. see what they teach you about. Chaz really was on top of that before anybody in the industry. And by that, I mean, he was two or three years after Michael Hyatt with that, but <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's okay. He does it better. 
he does it better. Can I read a couple tweets here a minute? Sure, and read then we, the tweets. We close up with uh, Literacy Month. Yeah, read your tweets. All right, here's here's what I got. I got I got just a few here. I got Tom Marshall at Tom Marshall six one zero three. Tommy, I hope. I hope 6103 is a significant number to Tom and not just like there were 6102 Tom Marshalls before. I bet him. it has rapture implications. <laughs> I need to get I need if to you... get Dr. Tim Van Shrimpy on the phone to suss that out. <laughs> you scan that number and exactly. on your barcode and you can and you get rations. Plug it into your Commodore 64 and, and see what prints out. <laughs> <laughs> it says uh, at Gut Check Pod. Just wondering, is it okay for a pastor to post a positive review of his book to his own website as a guest post? And tweet it. Mm. I think that maybe that's really a question for Chaz Marriott. We, we're not the authorities on this. On this, I subject. think Chaz would sign off on any, 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 and every form of self promotion. Here's what you do: you do it real quick, um, and and before you have a chance to ask yourself, mm-hmm. and then you inform yourself after the fact. Exactly. Just how, like how you get a, a forward for your book, you just write it on behalf <laughs> of whoever you want to write it. That's it. And if you don't feel like conflicted within the first thirty minutes, then it's okay. Right, yeah, that's actually pretty boilerplate. Like that's contract standard. That's language. industry standard. Industry standard. At Joshua Hoover, Hoover, he says, "I just purchased Reraptured. I hope it's worth all the thirty-nine pennies." Then there's a picture that shows that he actually used like a Amazon like discount or okay. some kind of card, and he hopes it's worth it. Well, well good for him, dude. You bet your. I can't say it. I can't say it because it's a family program. You bet your 39 pennies. You bet your 39 pennies and the other thing that I can't say that it's going to be worth it. Hoove. <laughs> well, I'm surprised that, that uh, we don't have people saying, like, I can get it for 39 cents, but I'm, I'm you know, I can't afford it right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm going to so. wait till it comes down a little bit, like that yeah. guy from, from the last app. <laughs> Do you want to donate me 39 cents? Yeah, a, you want to give me 39 me cents taco? and then I'll buy it. <laughs> All right, here we go. Turn to page. And turn to page's Twitter handle is at... Turn to page. Uh, at Gut Check Pod, Google Play has podcasts now. Get on that, which we have, and we are now on Google Play. You can get our podcast and on Stitcher, which I didn't realize we weren't, so I took care of that last week. You're good. We love Stitcher. They love Finally, it. MDB, easy as MDB. At Gut Check, next app, what an all-out Gut Check-themed wedding would look like. Oh, my. Now, Dude, and we don't usually take listener like suggestions and run with them because we don't usually have any rhyme or reason or theme. No, but I don't know. I like that. Is he an engaged gentleman? MDB. Is he I trying to plan a wedding and does he need our help? And does he want to get it for free? You know, that's the. Now listen to me. I'm I'm just spitballing here. You are a, a you are the Reverend Zachary Bartles. You're a man of uh, the cloth. Uh-huh. You can perform weddings. I am. Very entertaining in the radio business. Uh, I feel like we could do we could do this whole thing in that you could do the ceremony and I could kind of emcee the reception. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, we'll do it in house. We'll do it in house. We'll do an in house wedding. It's a gut check wedding. Um, missional wear. If they ever get our our, our branded gear made, I want my sweatshirt. P.S. Um, <laughs> everybody can wear missional wear gear. Like instead of tuxedos, yeah, they can just wear like gut check t shirts or like sweatshirts. Or like the, the Spurgeon smoking a cigar. Like if someone walks in with like just like a regular collared shirt and there's nothing about Spurgeon or gut check on it, people would be like whispering to each other like, I can't believe someone would come to a wedding like yeah, that. Yeah, I know. What a faux pas, right? <laughs> All the bridesmaids instead of like uh, mountains of hair, instead of like a like a, you know, toothpaste colored dress, like they all just wear gut check gear too. Dude, I freaking love the word faux pas. Yeah. 
It's a I'm glad you just, you just pulled that out of your pocket and threw that out there. What a faux pas. And I think, too, you know how, like, um, like hipsters, like, write their own vows? Uh-huh. I think every every part of it should come out of a gut check book. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yes. Absolutely. They should have to quote from uh, from some of our work. So, like, so like the guy's quoting to his lady. And I, th- I think, too, if there's a... You know how at the at the receptions they always do the heartstring pulling um, like PowerPoint like the little slideshow with the songs <laughs> to like time of your life time or whatever, of your yeah. life yeah yeah it it should be a gut check slideshow dude you want to hear something embarrassing though yeah and we already by the way we already have that gut check slideshow remember yeah, from the uh, five year anniversary absolutely um, Aaron and I had a, a slideshow of us from like little kids up until our relationship sure. then us together to Green Day's time of her life and then like a Rich Mullins song dude of course you did. And, and and afterwards, someone was like, why did you have a slideshow at your wedding with a song that's about breaking up? And I was like, um, I'll get back to you on that. Yeah, yeah. No, You're like, no, we didn't. And then you're like, yeah, we did. <laughs> Son of a gun. And then you got sued by Green Day for using the, the music in front of a crowd of more than six people. No daughter of mine will go Episcopalian. You understand? It just got real. Dr. Wiles, this is my essay. Duke Morrison is the guy helping you off the concrete floor, ma'am. We're all in this together now. It just got real. Why aren't we still flying? Don't make me call Ditka. Just got real. Chapter 21 of a great rapture satire called Re-Raptured. Uh, I say great because it is great, but also because we wrote it. So full disclosure. And this is all about literacy. Don't it's lose all about sight literacy of that, folks. And it's about Back reading and, uh, and, and just getting the word out about that. So if you'll commit to, to putting the word out about, <laughs> about this, then we'll commit to keep giving you this for free each and every uh, episode of the podcast. But you should run to uh, our favorite little uh, local bookseller, Amazon.com, and buy your own copy uh, for pennies, 39 pennies, plus several other (laughs) pennies. Uh, All right, chapter 21, here it is. As Strongbow stares blankly into the giant wall of buttons and monitors that he helped build, he wonders why Van Trimpey is watching Coach's film of Chicago's cover two defense. Van Trimpey is running his hands along the back of Strongbow's neck, just underneath the top of his Riddell shoulder pads, making last-minute calibrations in the tracking chip he implanted to replace the ASFL.com chip. He knows better than to ask questions of Tim Van Trimpey. I had a little sit-down with one Duke Morrison, R.E. Note, he really says one and R.E., which makes Strongbow half smile. (laughs) R.E., your status as a backup quarterback, Van Trimpey explains while he works. The whole thing, the neck feeling and the talking, feels extremely intimate to Strongbow, seeing as how they're alone in a dark closet. Call it a come-to-Jesus meeting. He removes his hands from Strongbow's neck to make air quotes around (laughs) come-to-Jesus. Unintended. There's like four digressions in that paragraph. It's kind of confusing. I wrote it. Yeah, if it's confusing to you, it's It's really confusing. confusing. Anyway, you're starting, Van Trippy says. 
Strongbow feels his bowels move a little bit when confronted with the fact that Chicago has the second best defense in the entire league and he's only comfortable running about a third of the values playbook. He also knows that Morrison is probably ripping the locker room apart looking for his now starting quarterback. Morrison kicks in the door to Strongbow's contractually mandated private dressing room where he finds it in a state of moderate disrepair. He finds a leather satchel with a pile of papers sticking out and the grate to the heating duct placed carefully on the floor with a sticky note that says, Dear Values Janitorial Staff, please accept my apologies for the ripped-off heating duct grate. <laughs> Signed, Ted Strongbow. Sweet kid, you know? <laughs> He's nothing if not a polite young man, thinks Morrison, before winging the grate at the wall and knocking over a small container of Gatorade. He rips Strongbow's <laughs> framed picture of himself off the wall and punches a hole in it just to be mean and let up some steam. You <laughs> uh, uh, Morrison's got his own stuff going on. He's a guy. <laughs> Aside from wondering about the whereabouts of his starting quarterback, he's also wondering how he's going to tell Barry Quid, who is leading the team in completion percentage as well as touchdown to interception ratio, that he's now a backup quarterback. His agent, Bobby Rosigliano, is going to have an aneurysm, and right after that will demand a trade. Morrison is sweating through the fresh polo he, uh, he just got from the equipment room. His team is warming up. He has no starting quarterback. He has on-field interview with CBS Sports in five minutes. He has to seriously scale down the playbook for a quarterback who has spent most of the season focused on public appearances and charity work. And he has some paperwork in his hands that suggests the possibility that his new quarterback may, in fact, be the Antichrist. If he is the Antichrist, Morrison thinks while jogging down the tunnel toward the bright lights of the field, he may have one good game in him before it all hits the fan, since the Antichrist is supposed to be successful and charismatic. As he exits the tunnel and his coaching... Coaching shoes? As he exits the tunnel and his coaching shoes hit the manicured turf... Fans cheer, and he instinctively lifts a meaty hand in their direction. What are coaching shoes? Dude, they're these little, like, uh, they they look like cleats, but instead of cleats on the bottom, they've got, like, a waffled sole. They're really, (laughs) they're they're really interesting looking. Do you own some? I don't. I wish I did. Okay. (laughs) I wish I did. Section break. When Strongbow was in high school, his parents brokered a deal with the world's largest cable sports network to make a documentary about him entitled The Chosen One. The contract mandated that Strongbow wouldn't be paid until he was no longer an amateur, but that he and his family would get lifetime veto power over any story pertaining to him. His father receives a fax at the beginning of every week, goes through the stories with a red pen, and then faxes back his changes. Now, these are this isn't based on anybody that you've interacted in real no, life, right? No, not at all. Yeah, this is completely <laughs> fictitious, as it were. It's a fiction novel. <laughs> This is why every story that ever runs about Ted Strongbow is unusually treacly. And also, treacly. <laughs> <laughs> and also why the entire world has an unusual but enduring fascination with Strongbow. Van Shrimpy has the documentary running on a loop in the command center. Strongbow sees himself as a high schooler scoring touchdowns and then saying the same cliches that he says now. <laughs> the sound is muted. Strongbow remembers their time there fondly clandestinely opening the closet and slowly compiling the electronics and schematics necessary to make this day possible. He can't believe it's already here, and truth be told, he misses the preparations. Preparing for something is almost always more fun than actually doing it, he thinks (laughs) as he pulls the shiny Denver Values helmet on over his dry hair. This hurts a little. (laughs) He and Van Shrimpy share a moment. 
Regardless of what happens out there, Dr. Van Shrimpy, he begins. Van Shrimpy raises a shriveled hand to stop him. <laughs> Don't, he says. Don't make the movie speech. By the end of this day, you will be leading these people to glory. And by glory, I don't mean a victory over Chicago. I mean heaven. Ted, he says, his eyes misting over, you are the Messiah. (laughs) He rips a pile of dot matrix pages off an antiquated printer and shoves them into Strongbow's gloved hand. These are my calculations. It's all here. Read these on your way out to the field and then go out there and have the game of your life. You'll have some help. Strongbow thinks he's talking about God, but he's actually referring to the fact that he'll be controlling Strongbow's movements via an Xbox controller he's wired to communicate with the chip in Strongbow's neck. It's all happening. (laughs) (laughs) We're going with Strongbow today, Morrison says, to starting quarterback Barry Quid as Rock Me Like a Hurricane by the Scorpions plays over the stadium PA system. He cringes visibly while he says it. Just know that it's not my decision. Ownership, Quid says as he spits on the stadium turf. No, God, Morrison replies. He spits too. It just seems like the only appropriate thing to do. When Strongbow jogs out of the tunnel, the Denver Values faithful roar their approval. Given that Colorado is a new Jerusalem of sorts because it's home (laughs) to half of Christian publishing and most of the world's largest parachurch ministries. The fact that Strongbow was drafted in the first round at all was made possible only because Campus Mania made a sizable financial contribution (laughs) that made them minority owners of the Denver Values. They also get a cut of all Strongbow-related merchandise that is sold in stadium gift shops because they became part owners of Strongbow Incorporated, which is a subsidiary of General Electric, which itself is a subsidiary of a large defense contractor. Morrison approaches his new starting quarterback, smiling because he's right in front of a CBS camera. You're starting, and we scaled down the game plan for you. Strongbow notices a vein bulging out of his coach's forehead, even though he's smiling. As Morrison speaks, Strongbow feels himself jerked out (laughs) toward the middle of the field. His neck is tingly, and it feels like his legs are no longer his own. In the command center, Van Shrimpy casually flips through a large three-ring binder emblazoned with a Denver Values helmet and the words, Passing Game, Chicago. He is wearing a headset and speaks into the microphone in front of his mouth. I, right slot right, 670 Tango, on two. Strongbow hears the call in his helmet receiver and relays the play call to his surprised teammates in the huddle. Where's Barry? asks wide receiver Seth Runyon on the way to the line of scrimmage. Don't worry about it, Strongbow replies. Just look for the ball. Strongbow knows that his body and his movements are no longer his own. He feels himself settling in under center and calls out the signals. Blue 80, blue 80, hut, hut. He takes a crisp five-step drop and pump fakes as Seth Runyon streaks by Chicago corner Charles Pistachio Pullman. He feels himself firing a spiral in Johnson's direction, intending to hit him in stride in the window between the corner and the free safety. He unleashes the ball just before taking a hit from Tommy Gunn Harker. From his vantage point on the turf, he can hear the crowd screaming. He has thrown his first touchdown pass as a professional. As he jogs off the field, he sees a woman in the Campus Mania section waving a sign that says, Strongbow is the Messiah. In the command center, Tim Van Shrimpy pumps his fist in the air. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why, but that's one of my favorite visuals in this whole thing. The monitor over his right shoulder shows an expressionless Duke Morrison before cutting to an ad for the Ted Strongbow Foundation. (laughs) 
Dr. James Wiles leaves his seat in the expansive large family slash homeschool section, section 114 to 126, fully intending to get down to Duke and get to the bottom of this post-haste. Although, when he hits the stairs, he comes face-to-face with Alex Roth and Kate Russell. Ooh. Baby, this has been another exciting installment of Gut Check Literacy Month. Um, I'm enjoying this, uh, even though we've, we've had one listener who isn't. <laughs> and, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that review next week, um, as well as some other reviews. But, uh, baby, I've enjoyed this as I'm enjoying crafting chapters for uh, Re-Raptured Again, our sequel. Uh, you know, the, the weather has been really bizarre during this month. You know, have really you noticed that? Yeah, yeah we, we've, we've gotten the whole spectrum of weather during, during this month. You know, <laughs> It's been a long month in that it started probably in, in the snow and ice for you, and now it's uh, probably sunny and, uh, and beautiful. So uh, it's, been a, it's been a long month, but an enjoyable month, and uh, we hope you've enjoyed it as well. And we will see you next time. I never once stood in your way about anything. I always tried to keep up like, with your things. You're probably not even listening to what I say. So if you yeah, hear like, what I say, I am young. Don't lock me away. Cut. <laughs>